Hello, Meathead Hippie Podcast listeners. I am your host, Emily Schramm. I am hopping on for a little podcast pep talk. I had this analogy, this real life analogy happen, and it felt so important to share because it was the most tangible analogy of surrender and letting things just happen that I could have ever gotten and I needed to share because I know all of us are in the middle of going somewhere but not quite there and leaving something but not quite gone and I think we feel this optimistic positive shift happening because we ourselves are hopefully feeling optimistic and positive we get to create our reality So in many ways, what we think, what we wish for, the energy we wake up with, the energy we wake up with and then choose to actively change if it's not in a good space, all of those things that we're fighting for and growing with, you know, there's a reason, there's a reason we're putting in this work. But when you're putting in the work and you feel like you've just died again and again and again and again, and there's still so much left to be uncovered, and there's still so much left to understand, it can be exhausting. And we want answers. We want solutions. We want to take action. We want to put into practice and help with all the things that we want to help with, and we want to get going. But the message was very clear for me in February to not just take it and run with it, but to take it and sit with it. And even though Mercury has gone direct and we're no longer in Mercury retrograde, and even though Venus is direct and we're no longer in Venus retrograde, and any other of the astrological changes that have been happening, that was very Mitch Hedberg of me, there is so much that still has yet to be uncovered and will take time to be uncovered. And so when we ourselves are byproducts of actionable items, we see results, we want results, we fight for the result, we fight for the destination, we want to know where we're going. There's just so much that gets jumbled up and caught that ends up pushing away everything that we want. So I want to share a little story that happened and it's so simple and so subtle, but for whatever reason, it really, really helped me (laughs) when it came to letting myself just be in flow and be okay with not knowing anything. Like the more I know, the less I know. It's so accurate. If you've been following me for a while, if you've been a Meathead Hippie Podcast listener for a while, I'm sure that I have sounded like I was an expert in a lot of topics, but now I am wiser and older and I am an expert in none. And all I love to do is learn something and then turn my head and teach it in hopes that I am inspiring people to also get curious and to also learn. So for me, if... (laughs) If there's anything I've learned in the last couple months, it's that I have to stop getting stuck in my head. And that is so easy to do and it's really hard to get out of. And the other day, I was so grateful because I ended up going to the mountains for the first time in a very long time to snowboard. I moved to Colorado to snowboard 
It was something I did one time with my real world castmate back in 2009. (laughs) He said, Mikey, Mikey, also known as my twin, who I love dearly. He knew I was going to love snowboarding and I knew I would love snowboarding too, but I was from Missouri and there was no way that I was going to actually learn how to snowboard in Missouri. So he had me come out to Colorado and we ended up snowboarding for three days in Winter Park and I was so in love. I was horrible. I didn't wear a helmet. I made all the mistakes one can make. The night before I went snowboarding, I went to a bar in Boulder with him and we did a bull riding contest and I fell off and I'm pretty sure I broke my wrist. I had a swollen wrist on the mountain, which is the worst thing you could do when you're learning how to snowboard. But then it does teach you how to fall because you can't use your wrists (laughs) to to break your fall. So it was a sore, bumpy few days, but the point being that I fell in love and through this three-day journey of snowboarding, found a job on the mountain and moved from Missouri to Keystone, Colorado to learn how to snowboard. I put so much ridiculous pressure on myself to be a professional snowboarder in six months. Apparently that's what was in my head to do. And I came to the mountain wanting to be the best snowboarder because I'm a psycho competitive person. I'm not really competitive with other people as much as I am with myself. I'm just a little bit of a nut job, a perfectionist type A, if you will. And so as I was snowboarding and learning this beautiful, fun, adventurous skill, which started off really fun, but once I moved here, apparently I took it way too seriously, I so saw myself get frustrated and get mad at myself for not being any better than I was. And this was this weird thing that happens, and this is a weird thing that happens with anything that I go and set my mind out to to accomplish some absurd expectation that I put on myself that's so unrealistic that I just have to do for whatever reason that we will definitely dig into in a second. And then when I do not succeed or do not live up to these self-created expectations, then I get frustrated and then I lose out on what is my joy. What is my essence? What is Emily? What makes me happy? All these amazing things, these uh, fun activities and hobbies. Maybe you too relate with something that all of a sudden turns into, I must be the best at it or I must be better at it. And it was so incessant and it happened again and again in different stories and different patterns. Snowboarding happened then it was CrossFit, then it was powerlifting, then it was business. It could have just translated again and again until I finally had an epiphany that I was the one ruining all of my experiences with life. I myself, my own head, my own thought patterns, my own crazy expectation. There's a page in my book of two stick figures. I drew this out. I remember exactly where I was. I drew out one stick figure and I put on the stick figure a box on the stick figure's head. And on the box, I wrote pressure. So here's a stick figure with a box on the stick figure's head that says pressure. I pointed at the stick figure and I said, this is me. This is me with a lot of pressure on my head. And then I drew out a second stick figure. And it was a stick figure that was putting the box on my head. 
And then I wrote, this is also me because it is only me and me alone that is putting the pressure on my own head. And that pressure isn't just pressure for self, it's pressure for everyone around you. When you are not in your joy, when you are not enjoying, when you are too in your head to look up and you are so worried about X, Y, or Z, it affects everyone around you. And in this world of 2022, and we just had two, 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 all of these twos and this amazing synergy of partnership and collaboration and us working on ourselves in order for us to have partnerships and collaboration that are in our best interest and only for the whole and for the collective. It is interesting because it, it really defines us quickly when we realize that it's us that are us and us alone that's preventing the joy that we crave the most that we're asking for. And so going last year to Maui and learning about surfing and allowing myself to tackle surfing in this new way, which was without expectation, without pressure, and without this psychoticness of competitiveness that I was just going to be bad and that was okay. And if I caught a wave or two, it would be great, but just enjoy it. Every second, enjoy it. That was frustrating at many times, but it was the first time in my life that I was able to take something, a sport and a hobby, or approach something and not beat myself up about it. Not be so damn hard on myself for not being perfect, for not being excellent, for not being as great as I wanted to be. And it was so healing. It was so healing. It was this beautiful recognition of forgiving myself and consistently forgiving myself for this type of pressure that I had put on myself my entire life and peeling back those layers and letting those layers heal in their own time. Every chance I could get allowed me to really open up a little bit more of my joy. And so recently when I was asked to go snowboarding, I hadn't been seriously snowboarding in a long time, maybe a couple runs here and there, but these are like, you know, a couple runs, like just maybe a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and then we're done, and then we go hot tub. But I wanted to really go all in when it came to doing all day on the mountain, one, because I didn't buy a pass because I didn't know where I would be in the world, and so you really have to make up for if you're going to buy a day pass, it's absurdity how much it is. So it's like, okay, I'm here. I'm committed. I'm going to enjoy the whole day on the mountain if I can. And it was also just the environment and the amazing people I was with. It was just such a beautiful day to go snowboarding because it had just snowed. So I go snowboarding, which I think I was resistant to go snowboarding again because of this past Emily snowboarding. If I'm not good enough, if I'm blah, 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 right? And it's so beautiful when we have these situations that we remind ourselves of how much we've grown and how we're growing up and we're just being always a work in progress that's actually progressing. Like it's like, oh, yay. Okay, I am progressing. It's such a beautiful moment and of appreciation and gratitude when that happens. But there was this one moment where everything just, oh, time stopped and 
there was this beautiful little hole in the trees. I was so grateful. I saw someone duck into it and I just followed him in there and it felt like Narnia. It was Narnia. It was the most gorgeous tree run with ponderosa pines, no sun, just covered in trees and bridges and little tiny, tiny nooks and drop-offs and It was just the most pristine tree run I had ever been on. It felt like you just got transported into another world. And the crazy thing about it is that when I was in the trees and kind of moving and snowboarding and turning toe side, heel side, toe side, heel side, dodging the trees, when I was in the bliss of where am I? This is incredible. What is happening? Just go. There was no hesitation and no chance of me falling, tripping, hitting a tree. There was no fear. But then as soon as I started thinking, wow, these trees are really tight together. Whoa, I don't know if I'm going to make it. These are really small. What am I doing? Oh my gosh, am I going to make this? All of those thoughts that we tend to get to, that cycle that we tend to break or that we wish to break and that we tend to fight to break, when those started trickling in, all of a sudden, everything got wobbly and I started hitting trees. (laughs) It was so instantaneous. It was this recognition of surrender and flow and just go and everything working out versus me thinking and contemplating and overestimating, underestimating, getting so into my logical brain that was not needed at that moment because as soon as I thought too much, I was starting to fight. I was starting to fail. I was starting to fall. I was starting to trip and I was starting to hit pretty painful trees. And it was so important for me to have this moment because I know we all know it. We all know that we want to get into flow and we want to feel as if we're just going and we're in Narnia and it's just in full surrender. And I believe that we all can do that, but we cannot do that when our brain is constantly checking ourselves, when our brain is constantly doing the fact checks, when our brain is constantly pointing out these details of how far we have left to go. And so it was so important. It was the most beautiful run for many reasons, but because of that, I'm in flow, I'm not in flow, I'm gonna get myself back into flow and choosing that fearlessness, choosing that drive, choosing almost a solar plexus conscious decision of yes of energy to get through in a way that was going to be more fun and more exciting even though it meant going full send and faster and oh my god what's happening but I can't think about it just go that to me is where we're all at right now and it felt so important for me to share because I think if we are at any point in the thinking too much about how gnarly this tree line looks and how scared I am, it causes that resistance to go backwards. But in in a split second decision, we can move it forward right back to where it was and get back into that flow state. It doesn't take much to just recognize it as not in our highest (laughs) and in our highest, not in flow, in flow not in surrender, in surrender, and not overthinking when it's not, just knowing, whoop, all right, that was fear, that was doubt, that was guilt, that was shame. 
let's bring it back in because we have an amazing tree line run to explore in Narnia and life is too short to not go to Narnia. So much joy is waiting for us. And I just wanted to share that in case you are ready for joy, waiting for joy and missing joy, or if you're in joy and you just need an affirmation to stay there, that is what this is for. And I hope more than anything that all of us are creating a toolkit, a skill set, a abundance of little tips and tricks for ourselves to help us get there as fast as we need to. And there's so many tools that I am obsessed with. And that comes down to all of the medicine in the bird quiz. If you take the bird quiz and look at the publication, go through it, looking at sunset, looking at the sunrise, writing, singing, playing ukulele, playing piano, laughing, being with friends, dancing, oh my gosh, as much dancing as possible, talking to plants, whatever you need to do, go do it. Go be in your joy because the world doesn't need anything else except people in their joy. And that is what I always remind myself in this crazy world of creating and just being in my power and (laughs) whatever you want to call it, just going full send, following this heart of mine You know, it's just interesting because it's not necessarily about following what is needed. It's about being yourself and creating what your heart wants to create. And because it's in alignment and because it is also what is needed, it happens. And so as we're working on self and as we're working on joy and as we're working on being of service to others, I just keep remembering that Narnia tree line of it actually didn't take any effort. It was less thinking and just more being and flow and just fully embodiment, full embodiment of that flow. And I don't want that thinking brain anymore. Sometimes I need it, but for the most part, I don't think I do. I am ready to experience that full surrender and momentum that comes from full surrender because we are doing the work. We're doing it. We're doing it. We're doing it. Okay. I want to finish with a few poems. These are some that I found in my notes that I just wanted to share. This is from two weeks ago. If it all fell apart, would you look at your bones with admiration for holding you so dearly? Are your eyes accustomed to looking at where your feet are planted, that door shut and open and shut and open a hundred times before you find the seek? Do you find the messages of the wind on the skin or the birds in the air transforming coincidence to fate, serendipity to the divine, chance to purpose? The subconscious is consciousness we are not yet willing to recognize. We begin with what we do, We move to what we feel, and layer by layer we pour out of our ears the outdated wax, preventing us from hearing all we are finally ready to know. Get that wax out. Get that wax out. Okay, I have one more poem. Every piece, small and wide, broken and full, strong and tied, it is yours, only yours. And that is what makes it divine. We are all a work in progress. And whatever has told you that you're not enough, that you are missing something, 
that something is lacking in you, that you are too broken or too broad or too, insert the blank, is all a lie and all of us are just amazing divine humans ready to change the world. And I hope that you feel wherever you are, that you are finding that purpose, that passion, that, that thing that sparks in you, that joy, because that joy is what the world needs. <sighs> it needs it so badly. We just got to keep on going, keep on creating, keep on loving, keep on believing. And it's a little gnarly at times, but it's the only answer. It's the only answer. Have a beautiful, beautiful day. I have an interview with Ethan Godwin coming up on Meathead Hippie Podcast. And definitely take a listen to any of the Meathead Meathead Hippie Podcast interviews that I have had in the past. If you are interested in anything that I am doing, you can go to www.platformdaily.com slash Emily Schramm. That is where you will find most of my things, including a build your own apothecary herbal tea service and my beautiful supplement line to help you with your micronutrient deficiencies and all of our programming and membership offerings to help you with the physical and emotional support that is so needed in this world. And I love that I got to be the one to bring it to life and I hope that you get to learn something from it. Okay, big love. Happy, happy weekend. Thank you for being a listener of the Meathead Hippie Podcast.